0: what is up you beautiful creatures in today's episode uh of the lion's pride episode number four it's been an honor to have my guest, uh, Angel Bags, creator of Unteckable Performance. A really, really cool dude. I met him in my last job. You'll get to learn a lot from him. Great mindset. And it's just, he has been the reason of like many of my videos, many of my edits. And really, if you have been following me on Instagram, I have an intro for my IGTV. Uh, he's been the creator of that. He's just an amazing person in terms of just how much he has helped me. And not even when I asked him, he has... really dedicated a lot into Unleash Fit 2 and for that main reason he's just been a close friend but also too in this episode it's all about him it's all about like his growth and really what he has become as a person and what he's becoming as a as a human being and his mindset so hopefully you guys can relate to it and again it's a very unique story and as uh, he's a very unique person and I love it and I hope you guys enjoy with this episode uh, if you have any questions you can always email me at unleashfit@gmail.com at gmail.com or you can always message me also to at my uh, Instagram account, which is Unleash Fit. Hopefully you guys like it and I'll see you guys next week. I also want to say thank you to TS Fitness for allowing me to record the episode um, there. Um, so enjoy the episode, guys, and I'll see you guys next week. What is up everybody, here Alejandro aka Coach Al here, welcome to episode number four of Alliance Pride. Uh, In today's episode I actually have an honor to have another guest and we actually are recording it at TS Fitness right now which is the gym I work at. Um, Coach Nong allowed me to record this episode here uh, and it's just... It's actually a great environment, and if you guys never taken my class over here at TS Fitness, you, can, you are always more than welcome to come and take the class. But forget about that. We're actually going to start with the episode with my guest, uh, a good friend of mine that I met him when I used to work in another gym a uh, couple, of, couple of years ago, and uh, what intrigued me about him was just uh, his knowledge. Uh, the ability to learn and also just communication relation and where I related with him as much uh, the, the most I related with him was actually uh, video games now a lot of people don't know this about my background but growing up I was very very into video games arcade um, as, an, as an only child my communication was very vague in terms of like I didn't have a father figure and Really, uh, there was a certain type of curiosity and attraction towards video games because it allowed me to be, how would I say this, in a a fantasy world where I can actually kick some ass, depending on like what type of game, right? Uh, But I was attracted to a lot of fighting games and just video games overall and it actually kind of like I grew up on that a lot. And I think when I met uh, Angel, that was kind of like the key point in terms of like relating into that because we would sit down and talk about a lot of video games and everything. And what I liked about him is that he innovated his video games with uh, training. So we're gonna go over a little bit more into that, but that's kind of like the background um, story about this. So Angel, welcome to my podcast and uh, really it's truly an honor.
1: Awesome! Thank you for having me out. Uh, for everyone listening, uh, you can just call me Bags. Angel Bags is my Instagram handle, and it's just—it's a—it's awesome to finally have the moment to like just sit down and just shoot the shit with you. Well, can we, actually, can we, curse, up? Can we curse Yeah, up? you you can curse, okay.
0: but you know what? This is this is not our first time doing this. We actually did this one time um, uh, a couple of months ago. Actually, I, no, I think it was, was a, thinking- a year
1: ago. Actually it wasn't like a year it ago was like a year. time yeah flies. yeah oh. time
0: flies I, I tried to attempt to do the podcast because it used to be called Unleash fit talks right and uh, we did it in the park i remember yes. and it was central park exactly and it was like really awkward because i was just learning how to do i wouldn't say interviews but like podcasts with someone else and i got so much feedback on that podcast from you because at the end of the podcast you were like dude it was like 90% your voice, and it was like 10% of mine. Like, who you're interviewing? <laughs> I was like, let me talk! Yeah, and, and, and really, I had to you know, really understand really what you meant with that, and then when other people listened to it, they were like, yeah, um, that doesn't sound like you're interviewing anyone, or you're having a conversation with anyone, you're just cutting people off and everything. So I had to learn from that. So this is a not this is not our first time doing this. No. This is our second time. Right,
1: but this is it's like a reboot. So you know, like when you do the that, reboot, like yeah. it's just like the new beginnings. Yeah. But how else are you gonna get better unless you practice, right? Exactly. So, exactly.
0: You know, so we I'm did four it, we, four episodes in. So
1: right. Well, I'm happy to be the fourth the fourth
0: guest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna just talk like really kind of like so talk to me about you, man. Like really. How did this, all this started? So you have a brand, uh, you're also a coach, but you also go into school. Uh, you know, you, you have so many things going on with you. And uh, really, kind of like, talk to me about yourself in terms of like.
1: Sure, so uh, my brand is Unteckable Performance, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, it's a fighting game reference. So Unteckable means that you're unable to avoid something. Mm-hmm. So, and it's just really, it's an idealized, optimal version of yourself. Okay. So it's it's it's, it's a reference to a video game, but it's also a reference to kind of like your Unleash Fit, where you want to make the best version of yourself. Correct. So, But even going way beyond that, so uh, I'm probably the last person you w- would have ever expected to get into fitness.
0: Uh, How so? Well... You're pretty fit. Right.
1: Well, you know, that that was like step five, you know, going all the way back down to the beginning. So. Growing up, I you know, I a lot of people don't know this about me, but I'm actually Puerto Rican. And I grew up <laughs> um, yeah, I grew up in the mean I'm gonna of the here right New now.
0: Yeah, are you really like Puerto Rican are you like half Puerto Rico? Are you like, Puerto Rican. are full so your both parents are Puerto Rican. Yes. And you can can you speak Spanish? <laughs> like,
1: like, I think purple cloud
0: Like como
1: como like sixty percent but when sixty percent when that? I speak <laughs> it, when I speak it I just sound like I can't really roll oh, my
0: Rs. Oh my God! I gotta post a picture of you because I'm gonna actually post that. And like he's 100% Puerto Rican because <laughs> you do not look Puerto Rican. I'm, <laughs> listen, and I I'm not the type of person to be like, oh you you are you know you look Puerto Rican or you look in you know different country. I don't really. I this is the first time I'm hearing this actually. You never told me this. I'm actually surprised. Well, we
1: got to we got to say all well, the juicy <laughs> all the juicy tidbits. I know I know. Okay. For, the, for alliance pride. Yeah, yeah it's so, not, it's not only for talks. So
0: um, all right, so you're okay right, keep so, on going. You know, growing up in the mean
1: streets of, of the South Bronx, yeah. you know, I I mean my parents, they really you know, they, they, they worked with what they had, especially yeah. in the in the in the neighborhood. This was like the South Bronx in the nineties. Right. So this you know, this isn't like your 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 super upscale neighborhood, you know, it's just down and gritty. Um and just growing up, you know, I was very overweight. Uh, they, I played video games as an escape. Uh, it was, you know, in reality, it was really dangerous to go outside and play games. You right. know, especially as like a ten-year-old in the South Bronx, you didn't want to get caught up with the, with the wrong crowd, with the wrong people.
0: I mean, I wasn't. I never. Uh, I think I've been to the Bronx like once, and so obviously you know more about it. You were born and raised there, correct? Yes. And uh, so obviously you know the background of how bad it was or how bad it wasn't. You know, but so I guess obviously your parents didn't let you go out too much. No. And you're the only child in my career.
1: Actually, one of three. One I'm of the youngest. It,
0: but you're the youngest. Yeah, I'm the youngest. And did you have any type of relationship with your with your uh, siblings also? Two? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we bonded over video games. Really? Yeah. Uh, so, your older brother. Uh, so, what is it? like? I have two older two? brothers. One oh, of okay. them so is. So, old boys. Yeah. Okay. One of
1: them's almost 40, and the other one's in their 40s. Wait, so just, hold on. Yeah.
0: Hold on. They're like 20, over 20 years older than you.
1: Just about. When they say I'm the youngest, I'm the youngest. Yeah, that's <laughs> like,
0: that's why like almost two decades already. Yeah. Wow. Do they still play video games? Oh,
1: casually. Okay, so, yeah, so they still, they, you know, they won't they have an Xbox One. I, I, I try to tell them to get a PS4 because...
0: I would assume they're more into their retro games, uh, Super Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo, yeah, Nintendo. so I
1: actually got my my middle brother, or my older brother, right? Yeah. Uh, I got him a PlayStation Classic for his birthday, oh, he's wow, just been actually. playing that like, non-stop. And
0: hey, listen, it's, it's a nostalgia, like when you go back, when you grow up in those type of like, in those eras, like playing video games, and that's what you were kind of like related to. You 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 just I am sure that they kind of and that's that's the feeling that I have when I go back to like old video games. It's just like the nostalgia, like oh my god, when I I remember how it felt to play this game for the first time. Yes, man. compared to like don't get me wrong, technology itself is evolving so much, light years away from like what it was in 1994. Yeah, and and I love how is it evolving, but you know I have kids and like watching them play certain video games where they're like. Oh, yeah, you know, Super Nintendo, like, if we play, like, Mario Brothers, they'll be, like, this game is boring. <laughs> you know, I'd be, like... I'd be wait, like w-
1: wait, you're be telling like, me that this isn't as fun as Fortnite?
0: Yeah, I was, like, "What? what what's going on? And, and, obviously, you you gotta adapt to, like, your upbringing in, in that era. Right. So, obviously, for us, you know, Mario Brothers was this shit <laughs> right well it's funny that you mentioned that because now there's like
1: this entire movement of like retro movement so it's yeah. like you have like the super nintendo classes coming out PlayStation. Oh, they gotta milk
0: it too like they're gotta- milking
1: it but then they also have like this new hardware i'm not sure if you know about this but they have like hd mods for like the old consoles so you can plug in like an extra adapter to like your dreamcast or your
0: super nintendo and turn it into 1080p hd with the original hardware... I mean, the things that you can do with technology nowadays is like just bananas. You can become... You can make a, a, a decent or more income just by knowing technology the way, you know... And I and I feel like technology and fitness is like kind of like the two things that are evolving as we go yeah. more than anything else. And I mean, that's what I see because technology is like so many things like... Who would've thought that you can make money out of Instagram or out of Facebook without even leaving your apartment or that's, your house? Yeah, that's insane. You know what I mean? You don't you don't need, and, and obviously, all you need is to put in the effort and the work and really the dedication, what you wanna sell, the ideas. Like, you don't no longer have to go and be like, hey, I have an idea, uh, but nobody's gonna like it. No, you can have that idea and actually implement that in yourself and then invest in, in, in time, it might take time, but you can still do it. Your American dream has evolved to like right. Dad. That. That's that's
1: amazing when you mention it because you, you think about it and you think back maybe 15, 10, even 10 years ago, right? You had a great idea and you wanted to get it out into the world. Bef- like before social media really blew up. You had to go by a panel of people who had financial incentive. So right. you had to sell it to them. And if they weren't about the idea, then you really had no shot. Unless right. you go grassroots, maybe a small business. But now, anybody, you know, the technology is out there that anybody could start anything with any yeah. amount of budget. Yeah. So even if you look at the budget that we have now for, for podcasting, the, the barrier of entry is so is yeah. so low that anybody can, can get their message out there. Yeah, that's press, amazing.
0: You can press play on your phone, and on your phone you have a podcast. Just like what we're doing over here, and, and I'm very thankful for Anchor, because uh, before, if it wasn't for Anchor, I mean just, the things you had to do just to put a podcast out there—it's a little bit more. Right. I wouldn't say difficult, but like well, you had to have an view. entire studio yeah. set up, professional
1: yeah. quality microphones, yeah. a pop filter. Now you can use your cell phone. Your cell phone records in 4K. Yeah, which back in the day that's what films were were shot and you can even shoot like almost like really high quality films on your cell phone yeah and that's just amazing
0: I mean we can go on all day with technology uh, and and everything I think that's gonna be something like another uh, episode I mean all my all the people that I've been having so far there's so many things we can talk about but really uh, in terms of like unteckable and all this um, growing up like how was your relationship now the reason I'm asking you all this uh, is because usually you're attracted to the not technology to something else because maybe sometimes um, I was attracted to video games because I had no siblings I had no, nobody to hang out with the most of the time especially when I came to the United States so video games were my friends video games were where I can lose myself into that video game and have fun uh, because my father was very overprotective and he would not let me go out, not because he didn't want to, but because he was just being an overprotective father. So did it affect you in terms of like you having a relationship with uh, the video games? Was your relationship with video games as as close as it was with your family?
1: Yeah, I I would say it is because... You know, I could name to you the first games that I played when I was like three or four years old. Wow. Mega Man X, Super Street Fighter Two. Like, it, Wait, when you were three years old, when you were I was three playing years Street old, playing Street Fighter. Man, so I, I didn't my, even my, know. My parents, that. they they messed <laughs> up, right? Because they got me Mortal Kombat when I was three. Because that we they hold bought the Super Nintendo. On, hold on, they got
0: you Mortal Kombat Three.
1: Mortal Kombat Two, yes. When I was three uh, years Two,
0: two. When uh, you were three. three.
1: What the hell were you doing with that game? <laughs> like. So they purchased a Super Nintendo from like a swap meet because right? it was super cheap and it came with Mortal Kombat too. Uh, okay. but they didn't know the violence, they just yeah. saw the characters like oh this guy looks like a wizard, we're talking about Shang Tsung and you know, I did a fatality by accident because if you do an uppercut in a stage, the person falls into the pit and they yeah. die It's oh, the whole God. point of the game, right? Well, so, yeah, it's about blood and gold. <laughs> so my mom saw that and was like, nope, not in my house. No, not in me, casa. And she just took it and she traded it in and got me another game.
0: But you already you were already flicked. I was already hooked. I was hooked. I was like, that was awesome. Okay.
1: (laughs) Uh, And then, so they got me another game. They got me two games, actually. Mega Man X, which was uh, Mega one of the one of my most favorite games. I'm sure most
0: of our listeners sound like I, you know, are probably millennials also too. Right. I don't. I. What game is he talking about?
1: Well, you know, they still make Mega Man games. So Mega Man Eleven just came out on the Nintendo Switch. So I'll give people the benefit of the doubt. If you haven't played Mega Man X, it's one of the best. I haven't played video
0: games. I mean, I have all systems, but I've been so busy with a lot of stuff that sometimes, you know, as you grow older, your your priorities of playing video games is like less and less and less. And I really, growing up, I always said to myself, no, I'm always going to play video games. I'm always (laughs) going to play video games. Now it's like, maybe I'll play video games once a month, or maybe when I'm truly tired and I'm home and I'm like, well, I have nothing else to do, but sometimes I'll actually Binge watch Netflix or Hulu instead of playing video games because right. that's how lazy. And it's just it is. less.
1: It's less input. It's less less, it's input. less interactive. Less, less brain. It's passive. Less, yeah. Right.
0: And uh, but so growing up with your parents. Right. So
1: I played a lot of Mortal Kombat until they took it away, and then it was Street Fighter. They replaced it with Street Fighter. So I was just like, playing a lot of that. But I would say like video games were probably my second family. And you know, growing up, I'm a millennial, so growing up in the '90s, you had Super Nintendo, and You had the super nintendo and then it graduated to the playstation 2 to the dreamcast the xbox xbox 360 and all of that stuff was online based so you know like you 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 played it to escape and you went into another reality
0: well i mean that's the only thing i had right you know what i mean like my 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 father didn't have an issue giving me that so when i did it i did it with the perspective of like well you know my father knew that i was I love video games and uh, for me it was just I had the most fun like I look forward to the weekends because that's what I would do most of, actually not all day but most of the day play video games you know um, and again um, it was good in a perspective that my dad knew that I was safe but it was bad because I was away from the wilderness which was really society right uh, and it really affected me when I moved out because I had so much freedom where I was like I don't need to play video games now I can actually go out I can actually hang out with my friends but like, I what do no I friends. do yeah I that, that is exactly what I was thinking because when I moved out the first the first week I was losing my mind I was like I don't know what it is. so for the first week when I moved out I was actually playing video games again until my friends were like well you can actually go out now. What are you still playing video games? And I was like, you are freaking right. <laughs> so again, um, now. But what's we'll what's interesting about that is that
1: I grew up in a technology. Well, my parents, what they what they what, doing what they could. They always gave me like the latest technology. So I was like, I had like the newest game when it came out, the GameCube, all of the like the, all of the consoles that went online. So, so the way I would interact was through online interaction. So. I didn't really go out much, but
0: I was always talking to people online, people I've never met, people... But let me ask you something. Like, So, now, I don't know if you ever asked your parents this. Did they buy you video games because they felt like... Did you still have the same interaction with your parents while having the new videos? Because you you, you sound like they were giving you all the new technology all the time as soon as it came out whatever. Was it because you wanted it, or was it because they just like here, here, this is for you, and then we are working parents, so we know that you're gonna be entertained with this video games, yeah, probably. and I, then we're I, just I, gonna go to, have you ever asked that to your parents, or like, listen, why did you give me all this stuff? Because there's always a purpose like that, right? right. Nowadays, like, to shut a kid up in, 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 a, in, a, in a restaurant, you give them an you iPad, them a tablet. yeah, you give them a tablet, play some YouTube or video games, and the kid is shut up, right? And then the parents are like, oh, I can finally have a conversation here, but, do you feel like that, also felt like that in the past, but at home, not in a restaurant? Because you can't bring a system Back then you couldn't bring a system in, right. in, a, in a restaurant.
1: Yeah, well, I, I did ask them,
0: and they, yeah, I mean, it was
1: for that reason. But it wasn't that they neglected me as a kid, it was just, I had a lot of fun entertaining myself with these games. So, you know, we still went out and we did family things. Like, I remember one of my early childhood memories was going to the Hall of Science in Queens. I've never been there. It's so cool. It's like yeah. science for kids, but it's like, you have all of these little fun and games that you could do while you're over there. Mm-hmm. And the best part about it, and I, this isn't the best part about it, but the best part for me about it was that we had dial-up internet. So you had to connect to the modem to AOL. And when we went over there, they had, they had DSL. So they had high-speed internet. So I was on foxkids.com all day. Cause you could take me off the house, but if you put me in front of a computer outside, I will go on it.
0: What about arcades? Like, did you, did you, were you raised in a where you had an area where you can go and play arcade, arcades? So
1: it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because that
0: that goes back way back. Yes. back yeah. Uh, yeah. Because there was so I mean I'm from South America and South America there was no such thing as internet. Until I didn't know anything about internet until I actually came to United States and then I had to go back um, so for us our our getaway, my getaway. I didn't have it in front of my TV. I didn't have it at home So I needed to go to an arcade so obviously when I was six and seven and eight there was a button that 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 was really the trend down in South America uh, there was a lot of arcades, a lot of arcades that they would have, and kids would be filled with kids. And that was my getaway. But not only did I feel like I wanted to go and play video games there, obviously, uh, also interacting with other kids, talking about the video game. And the thing is, like, I was always a spectator. Why? Because I was one. I was horrible at a video game because I never learned anything. But also, two, my grandmother knew that you know, I would go to arcade. so she would not actually give me money. So for me, it was more like I can still get away by seeing other people's success. How crazy is that because I will root for other people like that play the video against. I want to see how far they can go. <laughs> and I was never in a position where I could play. You were ahead of your time. Now millions of people watch that on the internet. Yeah, and, and, and the <laughs> thing is like I was but it, for me it was it was it was a getaway for me in terms of just like, I might not be spending money, but I'm watching people succeed, Right. which is freaking crazy. Now that I, and, and this is real, what I'm talking about right now, because it's like, now that I think about it, it's like, holy crap, like, <laughs> was I meant to be a coach my entire life, Right. everything, you know what I mean? Right, you're so, like, w-
1: were the seeds planted that far earlier? That's far like yeah. there are and You, you, you think about it,
0: though, like, you think about it, you're like, ah, I never I never thought to be a coach, and all of a sudden it's like, but then you start putting dots together, and you're like, boom, just mind-blowing, you're like, I was meant to be this right. my entire life. I just never knew. Well, I mean, that's I guess that's
1: part of what I started our technical Performance about is that you know there's a lot of parallels between going to an arcade. Like when I grew up, my brother took me to Broadway Arcade once. The Broadway Arcade was an arcade on in Times Square, which no longer exists. Okay, I never, it was, I've never never been there. It I wish in, I could. It have. closed in two, in two thousand, so the arcade scene died down after like nineteen ninety nine two thousand. But there's one still in. Um, Chinatown, China China yeah, Chinatown, Chinatown. China China well, uh, it's it, really. they changed it yeah. now.
0: It's not. I went there a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, it's not, the same. it's not the same. They don't have all the fighting games, no. they don't have the tournaments anymore. Right. And I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. So, I went to an arcade once. I wasn't really the arcade
1: type uh, until much later in life. And like, well, you had teams? you had video games at home. That's what exactly I mean. yes, yeah, exactly. I mean,
0: well, I wouldn't leave my house too if I had the video games <laughs> at home. You <laughs> know what I mean? Right. So I had to because that was the only way, my only way out to enjoy video games uh, was to actually go to arcades. So, or having my cousins have the system and then talk trash to me saying all (laughs) this until actually my dad was like, oh, they're talking trash to you? This is when I met my, this is when I knew already I had a father and he would call me from here and be like, hey, like, I was like, yeah, my cousins have a video game they have a Super Nintendo but they don't let me play. And he was like, oh really? He sends me a PlayStation 1. I was the only kid in that entire <laughs> world with a PlayStation 1, when I say, all my cousins were like, oh, let me come over. I was like, oh, now you want to come over and play my PlayStation 1? <laughs> <One>? How about, <laughs> fuck no. Because i had... How about a no? No, I was like, hell no. And uh, you know, and it goes into it a little bit deeper. I have like a couple of funny stories about that, but it was like, it was crazy. Um, but so, you already, you grew up having video games at home, but yep. then when you went to Arcade, uh, was Chuck E. Cheese and all this stuff, have you ever gone into that when you were a kid? So, time? I've never been to a Chuck E. Cheese, Until ever. this day, until this day? Until this day. Trust me, you're saving money, because you only go there when you have kids, and trust me, when I went there with my kid, I have never spent so much money for one single ride with my there's son. There's rides in Chuck E. Cheese? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I but know there's, I there's pizza
1: and games, games there's rides? Yeah.
0: Yeah, but it was, it was, um yeah, not worth it. And you know, but now evolution with the arcade is coming up. You have Davis and Busters, you have other games, they lot have of all of those. I, I do love it. It's more for adults. It's, anyway it's
1: not, it's not your traditionalist arcade, but, but it's,
0: you're drinking and playing you're drinking games, and playing well, yeah. games. Or you have the, if you've ever been in New York, uh, you have Barcade also yes. too, which See,
1: is pretty badass. Barcade is amazing. Yeah. Barcade is basically what like the arcades were like in terms of aesthetics. Yeah but it's just for for millennials, right? Yeah.
0: It's, it's phenomenal. No, it's not for millennials. It's pretty much, a, I think, if you're an old schooler. Uh, yeah, 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 you're yeah, right I about mean, that, you're right about that. Yeah, I mean, Dave & Buster's is for millennials. They have app games in Dave & Buster's. <laughs> what? Yeah, so. See, I go to Dave and & Buster's and I play the old game, so I'm on the DDR machine. Uh, no, see, I don't know about that. But now, so as you're getting older, Video game is a big, huge part. But listen, when I met you, you you're you you're very, very smart kid. Like, I mean, your knowledge and what you're doing, like what really got you now? Because with all the things that you're telling me, I would figure it out that you will be more into technology, into computers, into like, you know, a tech, a tech guy, uh, because you seem like to know so much about it. But what got you? Interest or uh, have that curiosity to be into fitness and what you are now like because you're a pretty fit guy And Thank you. you like working out and you have a uh, passion behind it What really what made you change your mind between that because I'm sure that at one point in your life you were like eh, maybe I can go with technology, but I want to do fitness like what was it so? Sometime in my teens, I had this stump,
1: like this, I guess, emotional stump, where I barely graduated high school. Not because I wasn't intelligent, but just because I thought I was too smart. Uh, so I was like, okay. I didn't need to do any work. Uh-huh. Until I remember my high school guidance counselor said, "You're not going to graduate." She tried to kick me out of my out uh, of my primary high school. Uh-huh. Um, They've come a long way, you know. I have a good GPA now, but back then, not so that. much. <laughs> so I graduated, when I graduated high school, you know how you graduate, you're in like the ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th mm-hmm. grade? I graduated with a 10th grade homeroom. So I had just enough credits to graduate. And I, when I graduated, I actually graduated a sophomore, which is one of the weirdest things. You can see it on my report card. Really? Yeah. Because right? I, I had to do two extra period classes just to make up the amount of credits because uh-huh. I was so far behind. And I managed to clutch it out. Uh, but ba- barely graduated high school, you know. Uh, aesthetics and being in shape was never really a big part of my life in high school. Okay. So, but technology was, you know, that right. came from that came from video games, and as the video games got more and more advanced, so you know, you played them on computers. So then you had to learn the computer to play the game. Right. So then I got really good at technology and computers. And that part's never really escaped me, but my health kind of did. Okay. So I was, you know, out of shape ballooned from like 160 to 180 to even 200, 220 pounds uh, in high school. How tall are you? 5'7". Okay, so yeah,
0: yeah so that's, that's, big, that's, that's a big, big guy. That is a big guy, okay. Uh,
1: so, you know, barely graduated high school and all of like my classmates were talking about what colleges they were going to, uh, what their future plans were, and I didn't really think of, I didn't really have the the, the self-efficacy or the ability to think that I would go to college. Okay. Or do anything with that. So you didn't have a
0: purpose to go back to college. No, like you didn't
1: have like you didn't have that. That. Uh, Not. Did your parents push you to go to college? They did. They they pushed me to go to college, but I'm the first person in my family to go to college. Really? Yeah. So there oh. was there wasn't okay. any there there wasn't any first hand guidance. They always wanted me to to go. Okay. But they really didn't know how to push it because they never went themselves.
0: They didn't they didn't enforce it as I mean if you were the the first one you can tell like the first. The first two kids that they had, I guess it wasn't really... It wasn't in the card. And we, it's yeah. nothing against them. Sometimes, you know, it's just... Life happens. You know, but our parents are just different in terms of that. And sometimes, you know, you create your own mindset in that. And sometimes you give yourself credit on that because not your parents compared to other parents who were like you gotta go to college and all this and then all of a sudden like, you kind of resent that too right. so it is It is a tricky game playing parenthood being, right? being a parent is one of the hardest college, jobs trust me I know that I, <laughs> I, know can, that. I can't speak from first hand experience but yeah, it's I can, I can tell you that but so so you growing up you're in high school you're gaining weight already but right. you're still in video games still in video games
1: you know didn't go to college immediately after school in fact I didn't go to college until almost 10 years later um like 2015 is when I went back, but you know, graduated because I had to because you know who doesn't graduate high school? That was always the what I what I would tell myself to will myself through to okay. will myself through it. Some know. people don't have that mindset. Yeah, I mean, I
0: people. didn't, I didn't. Listen, I only did it because I just didn't want my dad to be off my ass. Right. To be completely honest, and. Also, too, because he just nagged me saying that I couldn't do it. And when right. a person tells me exactly I can't keep, do right? it, oh, man. That, that, but me that's, me that's what
1: pushed it. me to graduate was my guidance counselor trying to kick me out of my school. I like, oh, man, that's, that's a it, great that, counselor. That, that, that's when it felt real. Right. I was like, whoa, I'm going to get kicked out because I'm underperforming. No, I'm too smart for this, you know. Teenage teenage me thought I was too smart. Uh, yeah,
0: for it. we we all been thought there, it was hot and shit. we we look at other kids and we like, oh my god! And all I don't yeah. like think about it. And all it says like, why am I complaining of something that I was? Right, you know what I mean. So sometimes I'm like, I just let them be. You know, I'm like, I know, Sweet. I know, yeah. so you're gonna go through that. Now, when you were finishing high school, mm-hmm. what made you? What was the it point where you like? All right, I need to do something in my life, and I need to do something great because you are a young guy, and you're not even thirty yet. But you, you, you're so smart. You, you, I feel like you have done so much for yourself that you should be very proud of yourself. Because I you. wouldn't be in that situation myself. But what was it that day where you were like, you know what, I wanna, I wanna do that? Right.
1: So, you know it. I would say it was probably like a slump of like my my late teens to early twenties where I didn't really do anything but play video games. Uh, got relatively good at some of the games I played. I used to play a lot of uh, rhythm games, and I thought I was I thought it was hot shit. I thought I could get really good at a rhythm game, so I I learned how to play uh, Guitar Hero and Rock Band. That's that's like 2008, 2009 when those games were really popular. Right. Uh, a lot of fighting games, so Street Fighter. Street Fighter Mortal Kombat had just come out with the reboot. And we just played a lot of games, but not really doing much of anything in the real world. So I wasn't, I didn't want to learn anything.
0: Alright,
1: see you guys. I wasn't really learning anything. Didn't really have the confidence physically or mentally to want to do anything but play games. For me, that, at that point, it was really an escape. I didn't, I didn't even realize it. It was, just, it was an escape from trying I'm saying, to take like,
0: in responsibilities. What I'm saying is like, so... So you slowly realizing mm-hmm. that your inability to be active, like, because did you, right. did you play any sports no. in high school? No, I, okay. I played handball terribly.
1: Terribly, I played yeah. handball terribly, where, it, <laughs> so I was, cut, this is just a funny side story, I was cutting class one day, and I was playing handball, and this was like last period of English class, and you could see the handball courts from the classroom. So the, the teacher Ooh. saw me playing handball, like, across the field, and instead of him not saying anything, he told the entire class, he's like, look, if Angel's going to cut class, he should at least be good at handball.
0: True. Makes sense. <laughs> and a everyone just, I, I, didn't, I didn't know this happened.
1: And he also called my parents. So, you know, I got home at early 5 p.m., class ends at 3.30, and they knew that I had cut class before I hadn't even walked through the door. No. And that was the first time I it was strictly enforced. Like
0: like parents were just like you know you can't. So your parents were there. Yeah, they were there. Let, Let me it. ask you something because you, you you have Puerto Rican family and and that's Spanish based. I mean I'm not saying listen just because you're Spanish like your parents are meant to like beat the living crap out of you if you do something they, they wrong. Never, they
1: never they've never struck me, really never.
0: Man, if you did never that to me, never yelled at me like that's why I acted once. out. That's, wow, that's, that's okay. Probably
1: why I acted out when you when when you know, you see that, not to go on a soapbox, but you see it nowadays, people don't necessarily discipline their kids, and it doesn't mean you have to hit them, but you have to
0: be, you have to be affirmative, right? You have, yeah, to, I have to, you mean to, you, your, you you to adapt to at you. you gotta, you gotta, I feel mm-hmm. like being a parent myself, I think it's something that is, is not necessarily about to hit, or about to scream, or, Grab them and tell them, no, I think it's all about also communication, uh, a certain way that you need to communicate and assert that with your yeah. kids, and they will understand when you're serious, and they'll understand when you're not serious, right? right. And I think that is kind of like, the, because with my dad, is like, my dad has never touched me, right? But the second that boy's raised, man, I would just <laughs> like not do it. Like, I would be shit, like, I would be scared about him but he never struck me, he never hit me or anything like that. When my grandfather was uh, with my grandmother, she was very nice, but I knew that what, that wet rag would just come right across that room and be flying straight like into my face. So there was a certain type of level of respect that I have for my grandparents, but I also too knew, and, and this is funny enough that when I was a kid, I was like, if I get caught, I'm gonna get my ass whooped. I already knew doing something wrong myself I didn't do it with a perspective I'm going to hurt them or anything like that, but I was like, you know what, if I do a good enough job, I won't get beat, but if I get caught, it obviously means it, it, I need to improve, right? Which is really bad. You need right. to improve and be in the back <laughs> you, need to get, you need to get better. But, You're too bad. But, but that's the only way you want to get a, you, right. you want to avoid. Now, so, okay, so they never hit you or anything, but, um, you know, it, it's... discovering all this for me man I think
1: that was just part of it you know that was part of so they they were they were always assertive speech cries but they never really hit me they were never aggressive with me so I I, kids I guess either take it one of two ways either they take it and they're like okay cool I'm gonna do my own thing or they're like I'm safe yeah they're never gonna do anything I'm good I'm golden so you know so, after after graduating high school, I didn't really do anything, but I, I worked a few jobs in hospitality. Okay. Uh, you know, got a job, <laughs> got, got
0: got money, and all that stuff. But I was still a kid. I didn't really understand what I wanted to do. Did you look up to your parents? I said, like, did you, when you went to college, did you feel proud that you were the only one doing it, and were you, did you had the the vision of making your family proud because you were the first one in your family to do it, Initial- or was it just more like? I want to do it just because you were not thinking that way you just wanted to do it
1: right so initially you know I was working a few jobs in in hospitality and then I've always had this passion for film and we've worked together on some film and photography and I've always had a passion for it it goes back from like the YouTube days when YouTube just came out and I, I made these really really bad Dragon Ball Z music videos with Linkin Park Terrible, terrible stuff. But it's it's hilarious to look back on that's that. What,
0: that's what art is all about,
1: right? It's all about evolution. Yeah. So I always had a passion for film, and I got there was a breaking point, uh, and this happened before I even got went back to college. There was a breaking point when I said, you know, enough is enough. I need to do something with with this thought process, this feeling, feeling like shit all the time, feeling like I couldn't really achieve anything beyond graduating high school and it started with the gym you know I started going to the gym before I even went back to school uh, what made you go to the gym
0: because it's just really what was it
1: so I had I always had a, a childhood friend from middle school because okay. his name is Frankie and he was always in shape like he's he's ripped he, he looks like Bruce Lee like 140 pounds and shredded to the bone okay. so he was always in shape you know we lost touch for a long time, because we went to different high schools. He went, to, he went to a specialized high school, I went to a public high school. And we lost touch for a bit, but we reconnected through a, through a barbecue. And I had graduated high school, I, would, I ballooned up, he was in shape, and you know he really talked to me. He's like, hey, how's it going? And I was like, you know, it's going okay. No, really, how are you doing? I was like, eh, not, not great, <laughs> you know? And he offered to, to go, he said, hey, I'll go to the gym with you, and I'll show you the ropes. So, if it wasn't for him, I don't even think we'd be having this conversation. So shout yes. out to Frankie. Yeah, But
0: that's, that's awesome.
1: So, you know, it started with going to the gym. Uh, and it was it was very basic. It was 30 minutes of just going on a treadmill, steady state, uh, walking to the gym, which was about a mile and a half away at the how, time. How
0: many times a week were you going in the beginning?
1: At, in the beginning, five times a week. Okay. Uh, and then it went back down to three every other day.
0: And what made you kind of like have that thought process of like I actually like this I want to learn more from it in the
1: beginning it wasn't in the beginning it wasn't really about me enjoying it it was just this is better than feeling like shit so it was just like I was so upset at how I had let like let just let myself go and like disappointed myself because it really took that moment of like introspection and thinking you know like what am I really doing like you look at yourself in the mirror and you're not happy with what you see like emotionally and physically so going to the gym was just a distraction at that time when i first started but you know it felt it felt good when you started seeing your results and you see the pounds come off because yeah. i didn't really eat a lot like i would not recommend this as a fitness professional nowadays but when i was first when i was first dieting it was a nutriment in the morning.
0: Oh my God! I remember the, the nutrients, nutrients. Oh, oh man! The vanilla I one was my favorite. I used to have that before high school, and I thought I was jacked out of my brain. Yeah, I would walk into high school with that, and be like, "Yeah, bro, it's like I'm actually like, yeah. I mean, I was super skinny, but I was like, I had like three, four. And I'm like thinking that I'm <laughs> healthy. Now that I look at it, I'm like, what's like 60 grams of sugar f- in? Was that? I They still sell it. They, they They do. A lot of bodegas. I haven't had one in a while. Oh my god! Yeah, don't get.
1: We'll grab grab nutriments after. Hell no! No, No, we won't. No. So you know, it was a nutriment, a turkey sandwich from the bodega, um, and that was it. And water, water fast. Not a sustainable diet plan, but I was in a caloric deficit, so the weight was coming off. And you see, you see the results, and you get Mm addicted to the results. It's the same as any client when they see progress, they they want to continue. Correct.
0: All you need is a little bit of victory, and then you want more.
1: Right. So you know, I was and I was with I was one of one of my good friends. So he was motivating me. I was like, I want to look like you, man. You're ripped. You're huge. So you know, cons- I was consistent in that, and I had initially lost probably forty to fifty pounds uh, just from that alone. You know, I was skinny fat because I didn't really lift weights like that. But when you see yourself losing all that weight, it's very motivating to yourself. You're like, I want to keep going. I want to keep going. So fast forward, that was around 2012. So fast forward two years of just maintaining that and I was like well let's take it to the next level let's take the gym to the next level and started looking at
0: bodybuilding.com okay to, to get like I, a, th- I think everybody that started has either started at bodybuilding.com or any bodybuilding type right
1: perspective and or it's or it's, magazine. it's great to the the internet is so vast of what you can look up that you can look up anything and get a good foundation now in order to maximize your own results you have to change it up but it's you know coming from nothing it's always 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 good to have some kind of skeletal game plan correct so you know
0: completely agree with that was
1: very consistent did a lot of hit new looked up what hit was high intensity interval training for those who don't know and you know i i i got a lot of good results i was around 160 pounds uh maybe around 10 to 12% body fat, and that was the first time that I
0: think I'd, I'd hit my physical,
1: like like I was really happy with how I looked.
0: Like you peak. Right. Um, I mean, you know, I think the most results is like when, and that's funny to, to say that too, sometimes you get the best results when you're not paying too much attention yeah. to like how to get there. You don't worry about that, you don't worry about Time is irrelevant. Right. right? Especially when you're so focused into that. Exactly. You just
1: become. You just enjoy the process, and you don't. You don't get. A, you you don't fixate on the goal of like, right. oh, I want to get at this body fat. You just let it happen.
0: Yeah. But compared to now and days, you have so much information that people is like, well, I'm going to be this way with this m- amount of body fat and all this because of the amount of information that they have. You go back to what, ten years ago. I just want to look lean. That was the only word they wanted to hear. They didn't care about body fat, they didn't care about like really the the, the, the size of, uh, you know, like they only view as what they looked at right. compared to now we're like, well, he's probably 5% body fat. Like, how do you know that's a 5%. <laughs> you know that, could, that could be 8 for I him. Mean, yeah, but, right. but it's, it's it's like, all, the numbers are all, The yeah. information is so, it's so saturated, which is good for us trainers. Right it's not really that great it's like the inside like ba- yeah, it's like fitness. the
1: inside baseball talk like us as trainers use those numbers to assess progress and benchmarks yeah but when the person who's working out and the person who's like paying the professional or this is a person who's just working out to feel better yeah they start becoming super focused on the numbers and then the numbers don't add up but all everything else adds up yeah they're you know you start to feel like shit you're like oh i'm not five percent body fat but you're like but you look and feel really good so right. you should be proud of that and
0: you you earn this you, you say it yourself effort can't be judged yeah and so as you were developing were you already in college no so i
1: went back to college about a year after i had gotten into that physical, physical condition okay right just because I was like, "All right, I got the body part down. Let's get the let's get the, the mental down as well." Yeah, I didn't really know what I wanted to go back for, but you know, I told you I always had a passion for film, so I initially went back for film. Uh, and then you know, I was working in hospitality at the time, uh, and I was going to school for film. Mm-hmm. And I remember quite vividly having this conversation with a friend of mine, and she told me she said, "Hey." You do all of this fitness stuff. You track your macros. You at this point I was writing my own plans. Mm -hmm. You do all of this stuff for fun. Why don't you get paid for it? And it's just, it just I I sometimes people give like a stock answer and they just give you an answer just
0: to like brush it
1: off. Like, oh I'm not really into that. I really thought about it and I was like, that's a really good
0: that's a really good point. The thing is that you were helping yourself so much, did you feel like you were able to help other people? So you know, that was the conversation that uh, I had. That sounded like a real straight up answer. I mean, okay. question, but that's not the way right, I, right. I want to say that. I, that I was, was like, well, no, that's a, that that it's a good question.
1: Uh, to be honest, at the time, I don't think I was helping. I was thinking about helping people. I was just thinking objectively of, you know, I do do all of this like stuff, all of what people will consider boring stuff, tracking macros and, and, and plans. And that was the first time i thought about it about doing it for
0: somebody else That's what training is, is yeah. pro- you know you're providing them a service to- because now we're not talking about your body now right we're talking about we're talking about someone else's body now right you know someone else's limitations someone else's perspective of what, of what they want so your goals do not become their goals now right your you like was that a difficult transition for you
1: oh, 100% you know there's nothing you the one mistake that I guess I would say every trainer makes at least in the very beginning is that they try to train a client how they would train themselves and I feel like that's not the best approach like you have to you have to train to the person like obviously you're the professional and you know what works and what doesn't work in terms of exercise selection but you can't I, I can't look at you and say oh I'm gonna train you how I would train myself because personalities don't necessarily work like that. You know, body types don't necessarily work like that. Yeah. yeah. So that was the biggest lesson that I had to learn early on. But, yeah, uh, moving back a bit. So I thought that, I, I thought about it. And I was like, whoa, I can, I can do this. I can actually, I can become a personal trainer. Mm. I, started look, I started Googling it. And I was like, this is pretty cool. You know, I was working in hospitality. I always had a love for film, but... I thought that maybe the, the, the fitness
0: part would be more practical with what I do every day. Did you do it with the approach of like because you wanted to help people or did you do it with the approach because it's something that you have more interest in on it because you felt you, there was also a lot of benefits towards yourself, right? Because sometimes you do something that it also going to benefit you, right? Compared to just like, oh, I just like helping people. But like, what is it that you... What is it? What is what is it that you want to help other people uh, develop? What what you develop, right? Compared to like, you know, because that, that that's really what it comes down to,
1: right? So you know, in the beginning, it was just to learn more about like fitness and personal training and the science behind it, mm-hmm. uh, because I was like, well. You know, I'm doing all of this every day. Why not learn as much of it as possible? Right. I, you know, I wasn't necessarily thinking of applying it immediately to somebody else. You know, because I didn't feel like I was at that point yet. Uh, a year into it, so, you know, I was still working in hospitality, still going to school for film, and I self-certified with, with NASM. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the way you learn the assessments is applying them to yourself. At least that's how I learned uh, initially. Was, right. Or you what, So, so what,
0: wait, so before you made it a career um into yourself you went first for a certification you went to kind of like test the waters in terms of like uh finding Where wh- was your first gym you started working at uh, uh it were was, you working at a gym or no
1: i actually wasn't because i was still working in hospitality at the time but you already had your certification
0: yes okay so how did it start why because so you had gymnasium, so you had, were in hospitality, and right. you were in college, but you were in college for something else. Right. So where did it all this come to, what you are now? Right, so at, I, during the second year of my college,
1: I decided, hey, you know, why not just change? You could always do film, you can always learn film on your own. At that point, I had taken all of the core classes for film, so cinematography 101, film 101, I was like, I kind of got like the gist of how to make a basic film, Mm -hmm. all the fundamentals. So I thought to myself, well, why not? You already got a certification. You're already invested this much time and and, and money into it. Why not just go to college for it? So initially I switched to nutrition, ultimately switching to physical therapy. And at that point when I switched from film, it was just all in. It was just like, you know, let's just, let's, not ignoring a film background, not ignoring anything that I've learned with technology and gaming. It was just, hey, let's, let's make the focus right now because you can only really focus on one thing 100%. Let's just Girl. focus, let's focus on, on fitness, health and wellness. And, and you know, at that point when I decided to switch, it was, I wanna help other people. Okay. Because at this point I had several years of, of training experience, of working working out for myself. And I just wanted to give back in that regard. Okay.
0: All right, which is good. It's understandable. Um, now, how did you come up with, now, this is really kind of like, not the final question, but like really the true evolution of your pride in terms of like, mixing your uh, your video games and your fitness uh, knowledge and united it to what it, what it is now, which is untickable performance. Right. So
1: you know, throughout all this entire journey, I never really stopped playing video games. Right, you were still,
0: you was, that was just something you grew up with.
1: Right, and this is something that will probably never leave. So you know, even through college, I was still playing games. Uh, up until maybe around a year ago, where mm-hmm. the class load just got so intense that I ne- I couldn't
0: keep it's, up. It's, it's uh, called adulthood. Yes, <laughs> well, <laughs> until adulthood it's, it's, kicks me right in the it's, ass. It's cold, it's, it's cold, uh, you know, life is getting <laughs> harder. Right, you know. It's, it's not Which harder, is okay. it's just challenging. You gotta yeah.
1: find a way to move around that challenge. Yeah. Exactly. So, Uncycle Performance came from that love of games and the love of fitness and it's just kind of like a passion project of how can I Give back to people who are probably who, who could be like me or, pe- or people who have ever thought like they weren't happy with how they looked physically or or mentally. So or would emotionally you say
0: rather. your demographic was more where you felt relatable? Also, to us and like, listen, I know people out there that play video games are not really uh, posh. You know, their postures not that great. They're probably like their diet is garbage and all this. And I can relate to that because I grew up in that did it feel like that was kind of like the key point of like I want to help those people yeah
1: okay. 100% and, and you know it's not, it's not because you know, gamers are out of shape but just the, the entire notion of gaming is you're sitting in a repetitive position you're just, you know you're, it's like any other like, desk job or office job you're sitting for long periods of time and you're laser focused on whatever your goal is right so gamers are just kind of a like a, a parallel from office workers at this point and it's even more apparent now if you look at esports where people are getting paid to play games at that high level like if you look at the growth in that industry people are getting paid two million ten million dollars to play
0: computer games on a global scale but i can't you can't hate on that like you know it's it's just it's
1: just you know it's it's entertainment and entertainment changes with the times correct so looking at looking at those demographics and you see that they, they they sit a lot you know and some people are more active than others Some people are more active than others but for the most part there's this common theme of inactivity that happens and it's not just exclusive to gamers it's you know we have like an epidemic of people who are just not as active nowadays in in the u.s and even in the world the u.s is probably the worst but you know globally so i really wanted to have that focus as somebody who came from that and someone who's very active now, who still understands games, like I don't, I don't believe that I'm out of touch with, mm-hmm. with the gaming communities. And I just wanna give back and, and try to show people that you can, you can do both. And in fact, having, a, uh, having maximized your performance in, in fitness and just feeling good will make you better at games. Mm. So there's something in it for people who just wanna play games too.
0: Which is good, I mean, I love the uniqueness behind it. I love, I think I always was in love with that because I can relate with that uh, in terms of like, I wasn't really always lazy in terms, I was always, I grew up really being active. So video games actually was implemented in me before I was, like. it wasn't like I video game came first and then activity came second. I was active as it was already so, anytime you would tell me let's go outside and play, I would say that no matter what video game was in front of me. So video game was just kind of like something that was there when I was the loneliest, right? And and that's kind of like, for me, um, grew on me. But I can relate to what you're saying because on today's, you know, I have have kids, I know people that they're very, very, you know, out of shape because of that situation because now it's not even becoming uh, just video games now you're you're, you having uh you you have all these other uh streaming services like netflix hulu amazon and and, and hbo and all these things where you just binge watch and it's pretty much like playing video games but to a degree Uh, to a lesser degree, I mean to a more degree because you're actually not even moving your fingers anymore. You're actually just watching, you're actually just using your eyes and your brains to watch something instead of just like, at least like video games, you are, you you still at least, I mean, I would say probably like the increase of like mobility is like 10% more because right. you're using a controller. I, I actually say, well, yeah. like I, I would say a it's a lot more, depending on what well, genre. You're, using your, you're yeah. using your brain a lot more. And right. that's kind of like what I'm coming down to. Like, you know, and I'm not saying, listen, I binge watch sometimes that I'm like, I'm watching it for like six hours and I'm like, what? What, what just happened? For me, that's where YouTube, because YouTube's YouTube recommended. It's like a rabbit yeah. hole. And, and, and again, you know, and YouTube is a little bit worse for us because we are in that technology. For me, it's like once I sometimes like it could be movies, sometimes it could be video games, sometimes it could be like workout videos that sometimes I like, just get into that rabbit hole of like watching like six hours of just, you know, science and, and really just and puppy either, videos. You know, puppy videos. You can't go wrong with puppy videos. <laughs> um, but it, it's it's amazing. I'm so proud of you, my man. Thank because you. It's like something that you are evolving, and, and and I'm proud to say that you you're gonna have your very own box this uh, next weekend. Yes. So uh, next Friday is this? Yeah,
1: next Friday I'll be at Defend the North. That's uh, a video game tournament that is held in the New
0: Yorker Hotel. And you're gonna have your own little box. I'm gonna, you're gonna have, have my own booth that, on right. the s- man, second that floor. That's so cool. It's man. so cool. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm so excited. Enjoy it and really kind of like. And with the same passion that you have spoken to me about this, I think you should engage into that because not a lot of kids will understand that. Um, and it's hard. It's hard when you go to a younger generation because it's like it's, it's hard to make them understand something unless you have gone through it. Right? right. If you have some injury or something going on, then you will be attracted to that. Like, oh, this is something that's going to help me. But if nothing has ever happened to you, sometimes it's very hard for you to be like, yeah, maybe I should give it a try, and and that's honesty on my on my view. But I'm not saying that everybody's like that. Um, you are going to have your own box, and um, anything else you want to tell me about yourself? Uh, I'm a lefty. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, what's uh, so? I mean, in, we have only a few minutes. I'm gonna give you a uh, couple of questions in here. Uh oh! Rapid and fire. Rapid fire, and uh, just give me a couple of answers on this. Um, all right. So, like, favorite, fa- your ultimate favorite game. Oh, Marvel vs. Capcom Three. Okay. Never played that game, but I'll just agree with you on that one. Um, while you playing that game, what was your favorite junk food while you were you were like playing video games? What was your go to? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, I love cereal. You love cereal. I can give. I can talk about cereal forever. You know what? I'm a huge fan of cereal too. Um, and it's so bad for you, but I'm like so proud of eating it sometimes. Like a whole box. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I just really don't care. Um, okay. What's your favorite color? Black. Okay what was uh, uh, black wait your favorite color is black yeah oh okay I mean I never knew that too
1: I, I feel like there's like two colors colors that you wear and then colors that you like so a color that I like is blue but a color that I like
0: on clothes is black okay where uh, your dream um, What what's what's your vision uh I have to go to my optometrist to find that out. No, but <laughs> what I meant like your vision for like, you know, future. Um, Where do you see this going?
1: So, you know, my my vision, I guess my, my, my 10 year plan, that's what people like to call it, is just being in both the fitness and gaming industries concurrently. So not, not to choose one over the other. They're both very important. Uh, and being able to contribute the other perspective to one of them. So being able to contribute gaming to the fitness industry and fitness to the gaming industry and just using my film background yeah.
0: and, and letting people know. Okay. So I, I did ask you this and, I, and you were not gonna tell me this in the beginning. If, you know, every episode has been a word uh, that describes the person that I have. Yes. What is yours? What is mine? What is yours? Chemistry. Chemistry, why?
1: Well, because you know, even back when we first met, there was always like this chemistry between us. Like, yeah. you know, we we never talk about we never talked about our game backgrounds, but yet yeah, we have that similar that yeah. similarity coming from two different countries, yeah. right? And you love Dragon Ball just as much as I do. You love gaming as much as I do. You I love have a feeling that
0: I like Dragon Ball more than you. Uh, I think. Well, so. I think so. Well, you like Jiren, well, so your argument's yeah. invalid. <laughs> uh, I mean, we'll, we'll talk this in the future. But, but all right. So real quick, uh, give me your email. Where can people reach out to you? Um, Uh, your Instagram or whatever you feel like uh, you want to give out right now sure so
1: if you want to follow me on Instagram my personal Instagram is at Angel Bags B-A-G-Z Bags and if you want to follow everything that Untackable Performance is doing you can follow it at Untackable Performance on all social media and on Twitter it's UT underscore
0: performance are you on Twitch? I am on Twitch. Twitch, Twitch is untouchable Performance. Untouchable Performance, okay. So check him out, guys. And again, it was a pleasure. I'm definitely gonna have you here in future probably episodes that we're just gonna talk about video games. But we'll see. But I'll, t- I'll it, tell you how bad you're. in Dragon Ball. Is, yeah, season one is all about like introducing all the people that I wanna like really move forward with. But it, this was a great talk, my man. And I, I just wanna say thank you to TS Fitness also too for allowing me to do my very first podcast out here at the gym. And uh, yeah. Follow, uh, follow me at unleashfit. Uh, any feedback, you can always email me at UnleashFit at gmail.com. And again, uh, just thank you very much. I am really, really proud of all this. And I'm really, really humble about all the feedback that I've been getting with this. And this is just going to get better. And uh, yeah, enjoy your week, guys. And I'll see you guys next week, you beautiful creatures, because you don't want to miss next week's episode. Trust me when I say that. All right, have a nice day guys.